0: So what if you're in a marriage that you're totally committed to, but really not enjoying or appreciating? You're unhappy, but it is quite a stable situation and you aren't leaving. How can you make the most of this situation? We'll talk about how folks find themselves in a spot like this and how to make the most of it.
1: The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to OYF.support. Once again, that website is OYF.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever.
0: Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have a hopeful episode for you this week. This is episode number 228, and today we're going to be talking about how to make the most of an unhappy marriage.
2: Hey there. Before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, we discussed what to do when your spouse doesn't share your spiritual values. It's worth going back and checking out. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us.
0: If you're struggling with your marriage, we offer sound, research-based advice and most of all, we offer hope.
2: In our hopeful episode this week.
0: Yeah, let's get into this for Linda. How to make the most of an un- unhappy marriage. Okay. So, just to kind of wrap some perspective about this, or, you know, maybe a, a better way to categorize stuff, marital quality, It's you can think about it in terms of marital satisfaction and then marital stability. It kind of has those two things to it. Okay. Okay. And so you can kind of make a grid with those things where you have high quality, low quality on the top, and then maybe high stability, low stability on the side. So then you have four kinds of experiences. One is where there's high satisfaction and high stability in the marriage. Yeah. Another one where there's high satisfaction, but there's low stability. tends to go south on you every once in a while. Okay. But generally, you're really happy to be married. And then there's low satisfaction with high stability. Okay. And there's low satisfaction with low stability. means it's not going well. Not going well, Yeah. Now, what we're talking about today is really that third category of low satisfaction, high stability, A where long things are term
2: unhappy, yeah,
0: probably you know quite committed, right mm-hmm. I think Christian marriages are more vulnerable to this because we're so committed to the covenant of marriage and uh and yet at the same time, we're not always able to or maybe we aren't as committed to keeping that marriage kind of
2: vibrant and fresh and passionate, exactly. So why do they stay?
0: Well, there's a few reasons. There's reasons for staying and reasons for, or barriers to leaving. That's what keeps people in these kinds of situations. So some of the reasons to stay include economic reasons. So you might be financially much better off staying, even if you're not happy in the marriage. Okay. It could be familiarity with it. So again, like even if you're not truly happy, you know, there's, after a lot of years together, it's predictable. You can appreciate the stability and the routine of life. That's, okay. that's there and and so on. And then, like I mentioned, the belief that marriage is sacred. So your religious or your faith-based commitment to your marriage may keep you there as well. So those are reasons to stay.
2: They almost sounds like barriers to leaving. Well- Like I can't leave because yeah, marriage is sacred and I need to stay.
0: Yeah. It's the old debate about offense. Is it to keep people in or keep people out, right? Oh. So, Not necessarily a bad thing.
2: I've never had a debate Depends about Depends how you look before. at it. Okay.
0: So, And then there's barriers to leaving, such as the fear of being single or not being able to find another spouse- Okay. The expected stigma around divorce. Uh, how about inability or doubts about your own capability to fend for yourself? So what if your spouse is the main earner or or has had a career for 30 years and you haven't, right? Yeah. Or what if they handle very important household issues and you don't know how you'd sort of, like you just, you've never figured out that part of life. You'd have to do that on your own, right? So those can be barriers. Okay. Uh, not wanting to distress your children, even adult children. Mm-hmm can be a point here as well. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to dive into a lot of this today. But uh, for those of us that are supporting us through Patreon, uh, as another thank you this week, our worksheet complements this episode by stepping you through two very important areas to consider in a situation like this. So first of all, we help you search for the positive reasons for staying. And that, that gives you a subtle shift all by itself. It can make a big difference in marital satisfaction. But then we also ask you to consider how you might challenge yourself to grow despite your situation or in Mm -hmm. your situation. And again, that's a reframe here that'll help you make shifts within yourself. And often when that occurs, the marriage sometimes will move to a better place as well. Okay, So it's just just that kind of neat dynamic of marriage where you know that you can't change your spouse, but if you change yourself... So even
2: how you think.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Other things will likely to change too. So if you're feeling okay. hopeless, looking for a place to start, you'll definitely want to get your hands on this worksheet. Uh, if you're not already a patron, you can uh, get this worksheet and become a patron of the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. We'd love to have you join us in that, and we'll take a quick break here to tell you more about that.
1: What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment. Communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible. And to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast, but the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support.
0: You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. Before the break, we are talking about reasons to stay and barriers to leaving. So let's talk about how to make the most of this, Berlinda. Okay. And we have several points here. Number one, find a positive reason to stay. So a couple of researchers in 2004, they interviewed unhappy couples about why they stay together. Kind of an interesting study. Mm -hmm. And they found that couples whose only reasons to stay together were barriers to leaving were actually much more likely to end up divorced. So the barriers aren't enough.
2: Because that's the only thing holding you together. Yeah. Okay.
0: So if you want to make the most of it, if you want to try to turn this thing around, try to move past just the barriers to looking for positive reasons to stay together, rather than holding the mentality that I'm just here because I have no choice. Mm, Okay. So for example, wanting to stay in the marriage because you believe that God values your marriage and he values your efforts to stay together. Now we're infusing some meaning, some purpose into the struggle that you're in, right? Okay. That's probably a more adaptive way of thinking about things than only staying together because you think divorce is a sin.
2: Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: See where we're going there? So, the, okay. you know, really working on those positive reasons to stay. Second thing to note is that it's often better than divorce. And, uh, you know, we, you know, again, we're on a podcast here speaking to a very wide audience of people. So I'm sure some might be listening to that and being thinking, like, yeah, right. You have no idea. Right. Yeah. So, and, yeah. and as we're encouraging you to stay here, like we're, You know, we understand that there's situations that are really extreme of, you know, continued unfaithfulness or sex addiction or abuse and those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So we're not asking anybody to kind of die. You know, you might be alive, but you're just killing yourself by staying but just think through some of these options with us for those that are just going through a season where your marriage is tough.
2: Yeah. Right? Okay.
0: That's particularly the, the crowd that we want to talk to. So couples may be able to take comfort from the fact that staying together is often better for you than divorce. Uh, again, another group of researchers in a study in 2002 found that even in unhappily married couples, divorce generally did not increase their levels of happiness or life satisfaction. So there's a real idea out there that you know divorce is the magic handle that you pull that takes you out of unhappiness and back into happiness. And, oh, uh,
2: but that's not reality. The facts don't bear
0: that out. It's a huh. very difficult, heart-rending process with many implications, which is why we try to help people save their marriages. Okay. So sticking together and working on issues is often the best thing to do. Uh, A third thing to consider is not disengaging, which is very easy to do in a situation like this because couples in an unhappy marriage often end up withdrawing away from each other. Okay. That leads to a breakdown in communication that ultimately makes divorce much more likely. Mm -hmm. Our recommendation is that you try to keep talking and engaging with each other, even if you are unhappy.
2: And how does that go for...
0: It's just the gentle effort. You know, This is not like an aggressive and intrusive sort of...
2: So this isn't like fighting all the time is better than being quiet. Yeah. But this is just keeping, being friendly.
0: Yes. Even if you can't manage to develop a lot of closeness and it's not what you hoped it would be, Mm -hmm. that friendliness, that respect, it'll make the situation much more bearable. Okay. And then a fourth option, accepting who your spouse is. So spouses in long-term unhappy marriages can think about trying to accept the person that their spouse is rather than trying to change their spouse or remaining bitter about what you wish your spouse was or what you wish they were like.
2: Okay. So accepting them for who they are.
0: Trying to change them often ends in resentment or conflict. Right, because you can't change someone who doesn't want to change. Like you're going to resent if they don't change, or they're going to resent you trying to change them because you don't accept them, right? (laughs) Yeah. But then accepting and supporting as much of who they are can improve how you relate to them. And then that frees you as well from the responsibility of who they are and what they do. So you don't have to take responsibility for that part. It's a little bit of differentiation there. Yeah. Another effective strategy, kind of along the same lines, but directed internally, is instead of trying to change your spouse, work on developing yourself as a person. And so looking for ways to increase your own happiness, your competence in the world, your self-worth, self-esteem, that kind of thing, will mean that these qualities, as they're developed in you, they'll be reflected back into your marriage as well. So people in long-term unhappy marriages, not all of them, but many of them are often insecurely attached, as one example, Okay, which is a style of relating to your significant other. And they're often struggling with anxiety and or low self-worth. And those are things that you can pursue healing for without needing your spouse to change, which is going to change how you interact inside of your marriage and how you experience your marriage. Okay. And it's generally going to leave you feeling better about the other areas of life where you're relating to people too. Mm -hmm. And so that personal growth, you know, where you can get really frustrated about your spouse not changing, just remember that there's a lot you could still do for yourself in this situation that might... Make it much more bearable, and who knows, it might shift the the nature, the kind of the character of the marriage too. Huh. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then, and then, kind of finishing off with a note of hope. So, research shows that even in marriages that have been unhappy for a long time, there's still hope that things can turn around. And I don't mean like, yeah, whatever hope. Like, just just pay attention to this survey. Uh, this was from uh, Wait at All in 2002. They surveyed 645 couples who rated their marriages unhappy, and then they tracked those couples for another five years to see how they did. Mm -hmm. And they found that two out of the three couples who rated themselves as unhappy at the start of the study ended up describing their marriages as happy after five years. Hmm. Two-thirds of the couples, it changed over five years.
2: Improved over the five
0: years. Yes. Yeah. Improved. Yeah. So it may just be a season of life or maybe other circumstances that have come in. You know, I don't know obviously what the situations of all our listeners are, but it's easy to lose hope. Mm-hmm. And yet understanding that many marriages do have dry seasons and understanding that with commitment with investment those marriages they can return to a happier place. I mean, that's a good thing to know.
2: Mhm. So what I want to know is why are we just, you know, trying to think of your marriage differently to make it bearable? Why aren't we saying like give them xyz to make it happy?
0: Oh, I see. Well, this is, uh, I guess, the assumption behind the title or the subject matter here is that is that it feels fairly stuck, and you don't feel like so marriage counseling isn't really on the table. Going to marriage seminars or coming on our cruise in twenty twenty oh, is not on the table.
2: That should totally be on the table. It
0: should be, but what if it's not? Right?
2: Mm-hmm, then they'll never have a happy marriage.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: <laughs> no,
0: yeah. Don't feel manipulated at all. There, no, people. No. So, anyways, this is. You know, sometimes you, you have to bear the burden. Not everything can be fixed when you want it to be fixed. Hmm. And okay. I think that in what we've suggested today, there's enough subtle shifts that could result in a larger shift too. Like you think about doing your personal work. Right. About appreciating as much of your spouse as you can. Like these are kind of sort of subtle habits that are going to change the tone.
2: And that might make it happy in the end rather than yep. just bearable. Yeah. Hm. Okay.
0: Did you want to leave them with a final round of advice?
2: Well, I don't have any advice. Well, I would just say, you like, You don't
0: have any advice. From- <laughs> <laughs> Shut up.
2: But no, I just <laughs> think, like, I don't know if I could be content with bearable. So, like, go all in. Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? I don't that? know.
0: I don't know. I just kind of like, well, this is your personality too, though, right? Yeah. So, you don't tolerate a lot of guff and you tend to push for change when you don't like how things are, okay, but not, not everybody, but you're, you're speaking that out of a place of empowerment already. Okay. Right. Like you have, you have leverage in our marriage. So not everyone who's listening today might feel like they have leverage in their marriage to make change, maybe differences in personality, maybe the unique situation with regards to their spouse. Right. But they're still very committed. And so they need to, they need to kind of do their best and hunker down. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, if you want a pep talk, shoot us an email, We'll get for Linda to give you a call. (laughs) And she'll get you all charged up.
2: But I guess that's true. Like you can't change somebody who doesn't want changed. That doesn't want help. Yeah. Right. But you can change yourself.
0: You can. But you know,
2: sometimes it'll just going to feel like, but you know what? It's their fault. Yeah. So that's really hard to...
0: Or like it's the other person's keeping you stuck.
2: Yeah. So that's really hard to be like... Okay, that's just who they are, and I'm gonna accept that. Don't you think that would be really hard to do?
0: Yeah, but sometimes you notice people that get intolerant of they're so intolerant of their spouse that even the acceptable parts of their spouse that other people can enjoy, they can't.
2: Oh, I see. Right. I see. So we
0: can shift that in yourself without needing your spouse to change. Okay. Right. So just could it even be
2: like maybe as a spouse that it's not a, they're not a great spouse, but they could still be a good person. Yep. And you, so appreciating those parts You could start of them.
0: there. Good father, or hmm. she's a good mother. Mm-hmm. You know, start there, or good daughter if they don't have kids, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Or a good friend, or. Yep. Hmm.
0: yep. Okay. So you just need kind of some toeholds for the, the positivity. I mean, we talked quite a bit about positivity in one of our and episodes a long time to ago. Generous, yeah.
2: giving them the, the benefit of the doubt. Yep. Or it could be too that you're a terrible spouse yourself. Yeah. Or I'm talking about like me. I'm- <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> blaming you.
0: That was subtle, Verlinda. No, subtle.
2: But yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, it could be, and and again, so if you know, if because we have blind spots, right? So yeah. again, working on yourself may help the marriage quite a bit more than you thought it would. <laughs> in that case, right?
2: Right, right, right. Yeah,
0: maybe you're hard to be married to. Uh huh. I mean, maybe I'm hard to be married to. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: huh. Okay. All right. Yep, I'm okay with that now.
0: Okay. But remember, like, so in my defense, remember I was talking about low satisfaction, high stability, right? So this is already right. a situation where it's pretty stable, but it's just not very satisfying. Right. But then, you know, the flip side in in, in support of your perspective, you might be able to leverage that commitment by putting some pressure on the... Uh, yeah.
2: Like, we're committed. Let's make the best of it. Let's make the most of it. Yeah. Like, wherever you are, be all there. Oh, that's so my So if girl. you're married... Married. Th- married. Yeah. Then you need to be, like, all married. No, that doesn't sound right. Be all in for the marriage.
0: Sure, sure.
2: Yeah. Okay. (sighs)
0: That's good.
2: And then we'll all return to a happier place.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's wrap up here, Verlinda. Okay. Um, I neglected to pull in our patrons, so apologies to those of you that did uh, join us. We will catch you next time, and we want to again thank all of our patrons for their ongoing support. Yeah. As we continue to reach couples. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. So if you want help with any of these things as an individual or as a couple that we've been talking about today, do feel free to reach out to us through our website yep. at onlyyouforever.com. And yep. we'd be glad to connect you with one of our experienced marriage counselors.
0: Now, if you call us and you want us to help you fix your spouse, we're not going to have it very far. Uh, Just for the heads up. huh? But we can help you change because you're there.
2: Right. Interesting. All right.
0: Next week, for Linda we're talking about cognitive biases. And how they impact marriage. Don't be thrown off by the geeky language. Cognitive biases are those subtle ways in which our brains mess with how we see and interpret what's going on around us. It's very important, very fascinating, and you don't even realize it's happening. Really? It's like all the radio waves out there. Like
2: you need to wear tinfoil. Yeah. Huh.
0: So get your tinfoil hats and we'll see you next week.
2: (laughs) We're not geeky at all. That's all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oyf.link slash two two eight. Find out how you can help marriages, go to oif.support. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.
1: The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Verlinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to oif.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People from Only You Forever.